Shalom, shalom, and welcome. It's Kenny Russell, Bulldozer Faith. We are living life in the Spirit. Shabbat, shalom, hallelujah. Praise the name of Yeshua. We are coming close. Let's have a look how close. Yeah, we just come to the end of Sabbath here in the land of Israel. And what a blessing it is to proclaim the victory of a mighty Elohim. My God is faithful. Hallelujah. Anyway, we've got an interesting subject we're going to speak on tonight, just on the grounds of how to be effective in our faith. Yesterday, we talked about, do not fear, I am with you. Uh, the day before, we talked about, about, by what name or power do you live? You know, our Is the world seeing the effectiveness of who Yeshua is within our life? And today we're going to be pressing in on killing the giants. There's more than one giant. And uh, I want us to just understand that the devil has schemes to come against you. He has uh, plans to pull you down. And, uh, you know, I want to look at the strategy of David in overcoming and victory as we seek to do the will of Yehovah. And what I love about looking at the life of David, uh, David was also filled with failure. He was not someone who was perfect, but even in the midst of his sin, even in the midst of his brokenness, he his desire was to seek the face of Yehovah, recognizing that in his humanity, he is weak. And we've also got to get to that place and recognize who we are and, you know, bring ourselves to that place of surrendering to Yeshua. So anyway, we want to take a moment, give a shout out. If you're tuning in, just post in the comment section where you're watching from. If you're on YouTube, uh, give us a thumbs up as well. Let us know that you're watching and uh, encourages other people to uh, connect with our channel. Also want to encourage you, share this message with someone. Who do you think can benefit from this message today? We're going to be talking about edifying and being built up in the most holy faith. That's what we do each day. Uh, Sometimes it's more challenging than others. Sometimes it's more uh, victory speech. We talk about proclamation, the importance of proclaiming the word of Yehovah. It doesn't matter what we go through. We proclaim the words of Yehovah, that his promises are true. So anyway, just shout out to Lowland, Florida. Good to see you. We've got Arlene in Kentucky. We've got Gerda in Belgium. We've got Miguel in Indiana. Thanks for joining with us, guys. Like I said, if you are tuning in, just give us a shout out. We're just going to move straight into prayer and press into the word today. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for the blessing of Sabbath. I thank you, Father, for entering into your rest. And Father, you you don't want us just to experience a day of rest, but you want us to experience what it truly means to be found in Yeshua, because Yeshua, you are the Prince of Peace. And if we are found in you, no matter what we are going through, even in the midst of the storm, we can find refuge, we can find strength, and we can find security. So we proclaim that on Messiah, the solid rock, we stand. All other ground is sinking sand, and we stand on the promises of Yehovah. And I pray, Father, as we open up a few scriptures here today that you will strengthen us by the power of your spirit in Yeshua's name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We've got John as well joining with us from the UK. Good to see you, John. Thanks for joining. Praise the name of Yeshua. Okay, listen, we're going to go to the book of Second Samuel chapter 21. And, um, you know, 
one of the things that have just really been hitting me is <clears throat> just how powerful our relationship is to be found in Yahovah. Yeah, we talk about the attacks. We talk about the assignments that can come against us. But we also see through the scripture how powerful our God is. So before we read from 2 Samuel chapter 21, I just want to make a few declarations that we see. One of them is in 2 Thessalonians 3, 3. It says, But Yahovah is faithful. He will establish you and guard you against the evil one. He's not just going to be your, uh, you know, heavenly protector. You know, we know Psalm 91, the power of the protection of a mighty God. Yes, he is our protector. We do not need to be in fear. Isaiah 41, we shared the other day, Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your Elohim. What will I do? I will strengthen you, and I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. I'm going to give you authority, says God, so that you can stand in the midst of the battle, in the midst of the trials and the things that you face. And we look at the life of David and we we all know uh, clearly, you know, from Sunday school and from uh, growing up, most of us, maybe not so much these days because a lot of people didn't grow up in the scriptures. But we know the story of David and Goliath and he was this big giant. But let me tell you something, the wasn't just one giant there was many giants within the land and you know when we deal with these demonic assignments do we understand what's taking place in the heavenly realm it says in psalm 34 verse 7 the angel of yahovah the angel of the lord who is that yeshua he camps around those who fear him and he delivers them so we have these promises of, of deliverance in Proverbs chapter 18. It says, The name of the Lord, the name of Yahovah, is a strong tower. The righteous man runs into it and is safe. The name of the Lord's a strong tower. So in the name of Yeshua, Hasatan, I come against your assignments. I break your assignments over my life. I break your assignments over every person that is listening. I am not going to believe your report. And we confess uh, that Yeshua, you are Lord of our lives. So this is the day for victory. It's the day for us to stand up and recognize who he is. In Psalm 13, or sorry, 138, in verse 7, it says, Though I walk in the midst of trouble, you preserve my life. You stretch out your hand against the wrath of my enemies, and your right hand delivers me. Hallelujah. Let me read that one again. Though I walk in the midst of trouble. Look, don't stop the walk that the Father has put you on just because things get tough. Don't stop just because of difficult circumstances. Recognize who you are. You know, uh, Haley showed me a picture that someone sent them about how a Jack Russell sees themselves. Now, you all know I've got Joey Jack Russell, my dog. And, you know, he's this size. He's tiny little thing, you know. But, you know, even, 
yesterday when I'm out walking him, he comes up against these big dogs. <laughs> you know, he's growling at them, three big dogs all in their leads, you know, big muscly dogs, and this person's trying to hold the dogs back, and Joey's like, come on, you want a bit of me? You want to have something of me? And, you know, he's walking, and, and he doesn't see himself as this tiny little Jack Russell. He sees himself as this huge bull that's powerful with horns that's going to destroy anything that comes at it. You know, this is the mindset, and, you know, He's faking it. He's trying to fake it till he makes it. But in Messiah, who are we in Messiah? You know, we have the powerhouse of a mighty God dwelling within us. And, you know, it says in Revelation that when you see who Hasatan is, you will look at him and say, what? That's the, the, the deceiver? That? It was, it was this? You've got to be kidding me. And we uh, succumb to the, uh, to the deception and to uh, the entanglements of the devil. Huh? And that's who he is? Huh? He's nothing. But we, we've got to understand who we are in Messiah. So I want you to be encouraged and, you know, take on the mentality of a Jack Russell and, you know, and recognize that it's not just about you being big. Because why does this dog want to act so big? Because I'm with the dog and he knows I'm bigger and he knows that if these dogs come against him, he's got backup. He's got me. Let me tell you something. You and I, we have backup in the spirit. We have angelic hosts available to us for the destruction of all giants, for pulling down the strongholds. So what are you going to do? Sit back and just let the devil take his uh, a ride over your life? Are you going to let him have his way amongst you and your family, in your conversations? In your, in your ways? No, we come against the strongholds in Yeshua's name. We break the strongholds of Hasatan. It's time for us to get to the place where we're doing what? Come on. We're killing the giants. We've got to recognize the giants and we've got to say it's time for them to be killed. And what I love about the scripture that we're going to be uh, reading, let, let's read it right now. And, you know, I'll just go into a few points on it first. But what we see in Second uh, Samuel chapter 21, we see that it wasn't just David who was killing the giants. And this is what I love about this, and this is what's so important. And if we can just get our head around uh, the blessings of what we witness here, David didn't stand alone. He had mighty men around him. Now, just think about those mighty men he had while he's on the run from Saul. You know, he's got all these 400 rejects. <clears throat> People are totally rejected. You know, they're also uh, in the wilderness on the outbacks of nowhere. And this is the army of David. Oh, yeah, we'll follow you. Yeah, you, you look like someone uh, who can lead us. But these mighty men, these men became mighty men who were powerful in battle. And we see through this portion of Scripture just how effective it was for not just David, but for the whole army to destroy the enemy. Listen, you are part of the army of Yehovah. If you come to a situation you can't deal with yourself, that's when we call on the brothers and sisters to stand with us in prayer to see the victory. So at the beginning of chapter 21, I'm not going to read all of it for time's sake tonight, but what we see at the beginning, we see that there's a famine for three years during the reign of David. Wait a second. You know, what's going on? David's thinking. You know, here I am walking in the promises of Yahovah, 
walking in the blessings, trying to bring forth the blessings, and the land is in famine, and it's not in famine because of me, because of my sin, and because of my ways. There can be a famine going on around you that hasn't been caused by you. But the question is, what are we going to do in the midst of that famine? Is there things that we can do in the spirit realm to bring supernatural change that can bring deliverance? And I want us to really focus here on killing the giants. I believe that those who are watching, those who are listening by podcast as well, we are called to be giant killers in Yeshua's name. We are called to be equipped in the spirit, mighty in the army of Yehovah. Why? Because Yeshua dwells within us. Just think about, you know, uh, Moshe as he stood at the Red Sea and he sees everything that's going on around him. And he looks at the size of his staff. When stretch out your hand over the sea, he looks at the size of his staff. It's like, what is this staff? It's nothing. He stretches out over the sea and the entire sea opens up. Wait a second, how powerful is this little staff that's in his hands? And what does the staff of Moshe represent? He scored all the way through the staff, through his life, the testimonies of the victories of Yahovah, the times of deliverance, the times of blessing. Do we ever record the testimonies and the victories that the Father has given us? Because in these recordings, of the great things the Father has done. This is our staff. This is the staff that you and I have called us to hold. And Russell, I just see him tuning in right now. Hey, Russell, good to see you. We've also got Rene joining with us uh, as well. Thanks for joining with us. Russell sent me a video just uh, earlier this afternoon, you know, of him 10 years ago rapping and proclaiming the name of Yeshua. And, you know, that recording, what was it to him and what is it as you watch it? It's, it's a recording of a testimony. A changed life. I'm not the same. I'm not who I used to be. I'm proclaiming the victory of Yeshua. And it's no uh, coincidence that chapter 22 of Second Samuel, we move into the song of David in the victory. And we, what we've talked about over these last few days anyway, we've talked about when you see the song, when the song comes forth, what's the song coming forth from? Because we have seen the wonders of a mighty God. God. And my prayer is that we see a new song rising up. Hallelujah. We don't need to sing karaoke Jesus songs, but we need to be singing the song of what the Father's doing in our life, you know? So just burst into song and sing a song of the goodness of Yehovah. When you see the victory, turn it to song. Proclaim the word of Yehovah. Maybe you write till, might, you, you like writing poems. Well, just write something Unto Yahovah, how are we recording the great things of a mighty God? So anyway, during the reign of David, there was famine in the land for three successive years. So what did David do? Oh, goodness me, man, oh, life is bad. It's terrible. What am I going to do? Everyone must be looking at me. What do people think about me? No, he didn't care about what people thought about him. And that's where I want you to be at today, in the midst of the battle. You know, goodness me, we've been in the land of Israel 10 years. If I told you the battles, the things, the legal attacks, all the stuff that's come against us, and how many times people have come up to me, leaders have come up and said, you know, 
I've just been praying for you and you know I just want to talk to you about uh, you know maybe unconfessed sin and you know why you're going through this no l- let me tell you something I know why I'm going through the storms that we are going through I'll never forget when I did the the series on the Beatitudes I got to the last part obviously not the end of the Beatitudes but the last part of the blessed is he and you know blessed is he who is persecuted <laughs> and I deliver that message on persecution. It goes out live on Shabbat. And, you know, the very next morning, boom, we have one and a half thousand or to a couple of thousand uh, sheets of paper of, oh, I can't remember, 250 or 270 complaints against us or something crazy, all packed full of lies that all have to be answered that cost thousands, tens of thousands of dollars to respond to. To defend ourselves. Why? Because you're going to face persecution. And, and we've talked about that before in, in this life. Don't be afraid of persecution. Why? Because if you go through the battle, what will we experience? We will experience the victories of God. And this is what he wants for you and for me. He wants us to be a people who walk in the victory of a mighty God. Well, brother, I don't think I have a testimony. Well, you can't have a testimony if you don't face a test. If you don't get out there and be what the Father's called you to do, how do we develop the testimonies within our life? Oh, I'm so blessed and encouraged that the testimonies I witness on a daily basis here in the land of Israel. When I see the goodness of Yehovah, the hand of Yehovah, how he moves, how he directs, he is a mighty God. And not just the testimonies I witness here, but the testimonies that come in from around the nations of what the Father is doing in so many people's lives. Our God is real, he is alive, he is active, he is sharper than any double-edged sword. Hallelujah. Romans chapter 12, 19. Beloved, never avenge yourself, but leave it to the wrath of Elohim, for it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says Yahovah. Hallelujah. So we stand upon the promises of Yahovah. We are not going to shrink back. It also says in Psalm 121, verse 7 and 8, Yahovah will keep you from all evil. He will keep your life. Yahovah will keep you. Uh, you're going out and you're coming in from this time forth and from ever and forevermore. Where are you and I found? Are we found in the presence of Yehovah. Sometimes there's events in life that we recognize that we're outside of the protection of Yehovah. And at this time, I just want to take a moment. If we're going to be giant killers and able to overcome in the presence of Yehovah, we have to be right standing before our Father. And this is exactly what's taking place with David here in Second Samuel chapter 21. He's not seeking the advice of man. He's not concerned about what people think about him in the midst of attacks. And even when people have come up and falsely accused me, I've come out with all sorts of crazy nonsense. I'm, I'm not convicted by these things because I make it my priority to be found in the presence of Yehovah. 
So when these things happen, I already know my position. I already know my stand. I'm not going to shrink back and I'm not going to walk in the ways of the enemy. And I want to encourage you in Yeshua's name. Don't be a person who shrinks back. Don't give the devil room. It doesn't matter who's speaking it. It doesn't matter who's saying it. You need to seek the face of Yahovah and know the word of Yahovah. So in verse 1 of 21 of 2 Samuel, it says, David sought the face of Yahovah. And what happened when he saw his face? The, you know, Yahovah responded. Our God responds. It's relationship. Do we have ears to hear? Do we have eyes to see what the Spirit is saying? I want us to be a people of Elohim who are so in tune with the power of the Spirit. This is time for us to rise up in Yeshua's name and see the victory. May our gifts be fanned into flame in Yeshua's name. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm calling out for some giant killers today. I want you to know there's not just one giant. There's many giants. And I also want you to know it's not just about the works that you do with your hands. It's about what we do as a community. It's what we do as the people of Elohim that we can overcome together. That's the blessing of Crossing Point Global Community is that we come together as a community. So if you have a prayer request, we can stand with you, not on your own, but as a community, there's something powerful about the prayers of the saints. There's something powerful about setting loose the warriors of a mighty God. Oh, got me shouting now. Okay, this is what the Lord responded. He says it's on the account of Saul and his blood-stained house. It is because he put the Gibeonites to death. Oh, boy. Oh, Remember the Gibeonites right back there in Joshua chapter 9? Um, you know, that's where we saw the treaty that Joshua did with the Gibeonites when they came into the land. What did the Gibeonites do? Man, they put on all this old stuff and sackcloth and, you know, they got all their off bread and everything and they made it look like they were coming from a distance when they were only in the neighborhood just up the road. And they came up to uh, Joshua and his army. Oh, no, spare us and look after us. And Oh, I can't remember all the details, but let me just go there. Hold on one second. What chapter? Victory of AI. Um, worship at Abel. The conquest. The deception of the Gibeonites. Chapter 9. Okay. Oh, there we go. Verse 15. And Joshua made a treaty of peace with them and let them live. And the leaders of the assembly ratified it by oath. And here we have, just think about this. It shows you the power of a treaty. It shows the power of an oath. Our words are important. What we proclaim and what we commit ourselves to are important in Yeshua's name. So here comes the Lord. He says, it's on account of Saul and the bloodstained house. It's because he put the Gibeonites to death. So, you know, what did David do? He summons the Gibeonites and said, listen, you know, let's try and work out what's going on. You know, we need to resolve this. Why? Because my kingdom, David's kingdom, the kingdom of Israel, is is being uh, in famine because of disobedience. And, you know, 
this is something that's so important, and it's why I don't sign up to these Henry Wright uh, health manuals and all this stuff. Why? Because the reason you have a sickness, the reason you have uh, something going on in your life, it doesn't necessarily mean it's because of uh, you on a spiritual basis. Well, you know, if you've got unforgiveness, you're going to get cancer. Uh, all these different things. And they, they start these books on the Henry Wright Project. It, it says, not necessarily need to name him, there's other people as well out there trying to deal with the curses and the reasons of your sickness. And most of them proclaim at the beginning, you know, we're not health experts. We're not going to look at the medical world. Then they keep referring to the medical world all through their books. And, you know, your deliverance over your health issue, your deliverance over the problems in your life, sometimes they are caused by your actions. Sometimes they're caused because you're eating processed foods and you're eating the wrong diet, and that's why you've got cancer. You've made bad choices. And sometimes they're caused because of things outside of your control. It could be pollution. It could be that your house is next to electric pallions going past your property and they could be causing sickness and dis-ease in your household. So there's all different reasons, but what we see here is we see David, he gets he gets the clear word from Yahovah, what is causing this famine? And if you're facing a famine, you're facing delay. Come before the Father and ask him, what's causing this delay? What's causing this effect? Listen, let me tell you something. It's unprecedented today. What I see, I see household salvation. I see supernatural deliverance. Are you going to let the giants bring separation of salvation in your home? Or are we going to stand on the promises of Yahovah and proclaim household salvation? Who have you been praying for for a long time? Well, it's time for us to uh, destroy these giants in Yeshua's name. It's time for us to pull them down instead of going to a whole big bunch of books trying to work out our problem and what's wrong with me and why is this not happening? Why are they not hearing my words when I'm trying to do what's right? Maybe it's because of my past. Maybe it's because of my sin. Well, maybe you just need to pray that the Father will send forth the workers into the harvest field to bring forth the transformation in their lives. You know how many testimonies I get in over the years of people who have said, I've prayed for that person for X number of years. You walk up and meet them for five minutes and they're repenting, getting filled with the Holy Spirit and coming to faith in Yeshua. How is this? How can this be? It's the prophetic word of Yehovah that becomes so powerful as a sword. And we've got to get tuned in to how we're witnessing, how we're ministering. First, we want to deal with the principalities. You want to have victory in overcoming. We don't need to use witchcraft and manipulation in our prayers. But what we can do is we can start uh, dealing with the, uh, the spiritual assignments against those that we are praying for, for salvation. So don't move into witchcraft prayers, but move into proclamation and declaration. Come against the assignments of the enemy. What is the giant that's stopping salvation in the life of whoever? Son, daughter, husband, wife, grandparent, friend. What is the giant? What's the stronghold? Come on. What's that stronghold? How are we going to pull that stronghold down? If you will inquire of Yehovah... If you will seek the face of Yehovah, if he answers you, 
you will have greater strategy in overcoming the enemy. You will be a mighty warrior in the kingdom of Yahovah. This is what it's all about. How do we become warriors in the kingdom? We seek the face of Yahovah, but not just I'm generally seeking your face. Oh, hallelujah, I'm listening to some worship. Oh, it's so nice to seek your face. No, inquire of Yahovah. Write down the things you're inquiring of Yahovah. Father, what's the key for transformation in this area that needs, needs to be changed in Yeshua's name? In this hostility, what's the key to bring transformation? We have a God of strategy from Genesis to Revelation. And what's he, what's he doing? Not trying to do. What has he done? He has created the path of salvation and deliverance. And just thinking about salvation, it just reminds me of uh, uh, chapter 22, um, where it says in verse 3, My Elohim is my rock, whom I take refuge, my shield, and I love this, the horn of my salvation. It's not the horn of pouring the anointing oil. It's the horn of my salvation. It's talking about the animal with horns to defend. Those horns on a powerful animal will bring forth deliverance and salvation against the assignments of the enemy. You're equipped in Yeshua's name because you have the horn of salvation. Just as Moshe put his hand out over the Red Sea, deliverance came to the whole uh, uh, tribe, the whole nation of Israel. Because of his act of obedience. Why? Because greater is he that is in me than he who is in the world. You have authority in the Spirit if you will seek to grasp the power of God within your life. Don't hold back in understanding how to walk in the supernatural, how to operate in the spiritual realm. Don't get left behind in the flesh of religion. Don't get left behind in, you know, in, in the camp of information. Oh, I've just got to get information. Let me tell you something. The wisdom of Yahovah dwells within you. When you need to know the answer, it's going to come forth. You know, we have so many people all just want to be theologians. And one thing you learn about, you know, uh, theological Bible college, you know, what does it do? <laughs> it, it predominantly, you know, kills it's a, you know it's not a seminary it's a cemetery you know they get so caught up in uh, you know the theology that they miss the reality of who Elohim is so what we need is just like David you know he wasn't trained he wasn't skilled when he walked up to, with his sandwiches for his brothers you know what is it with this uncircumcised philistine who do you think you are and everyone's like who do you, who is this little run of a kid you know like what's wrong with you <laughs> in the army you're wimps you're scared of this what uncircumcised philistine you without covenant i'm fighting you without covenant hear the word of yahovah hasatan i'm coming against your kingdom i'm coming against your ways in yeshua's name you are not in covenant and Goliath, you have no covenant, so you're coming down. Why? Because I'm David. <laughs> you know, I might be a skinny runt, but I fought the lion, I fought the bear, I protected the sheep, and I saw the glory of Yehovah manifest within my life. And who do you think you are? You are nothing. 
It's not by your physical strength. And that's how we see bullying. That's how we, we see the aggression of the devil where he wants to break you down. He wants to abuse you. But you are mighty. He is mighty to save and he dwells within you. We stand upon the rock of our <laughs> salvation. Hallelujah. And 22. We love that. Let's say, uh, he is my stronghold, my refuge, my savior. From violent men you save me. Hallelujah. I call to Yahovah, who is worthy of praise, and I am saved from my enemies. So make that declaration right now. You are saved from your enemies. Do you want to be free? Do you want to be free? Then we need to be those who seek the face of Yahovah, establish the strategy of the Spirit, and move forward in the name of a mighty God. And I'm telling you, I'm just proclaiming and I'm declaring, it's time for those giant killers to rise up in Yeshua's name. It's time for us to take the ground and destroy the workings of the enemy. So anyway, we see the famine that takes place at the beginning of 21. And then, you know, I just want to uh, go on. Uh, that's not really the focus of the point today. But, you know, you've got to look at what is the context that we are looking at here. In verse 15 of Second Samuel chapter 21, once again, there was a battle between the Philistines and Israel. David went down with his men to fight against the Philistines, and he became exhausted. And Ishbi Benob, one of the descendants of Rapha, whose bronze spearhead weighed 300 shekels and who was armed with a new sword, said he would kill David. But Abish Abishai, the son of Zeruah, came to David's rescue and struck the Philistine down and killed him. Then David's men swore to him, saying, Never again will you go out with us to battle, so that the lamp of Israel will not be uh, extinguished. And here, what do we see? We see how they group together. They protect their king. They protect each other. Hallelujah. There's giants that are coming against you, that are coming against me. And we have the authority to stand together, to overcome. And even in David's exhaustion, it's recognizing where people are at. How do we stand with each other to be effective as the body of Messiah that we can pull down strongholds together? So never again will you go to battle. We don't want the lamp of Israel to be extinguished. Verse 18. In the course of time, there, uh, there was another battle with the Philistines at Gob. And this time, um, uh, Sibical, the... God, these words are awesome, aren't they? Hushaphate, <laughs> the Hushaphite, killed uh, Saf, one of the descendants of Rapha. In another battle, the Philistines at Gob, Elhanah, son of Jer Orgim, the Bethlehemite, killed Goliath, the Gittite who had a spear with a shaft like a waver's rod, and still another battle which took place at Gath. There was a huge man with six fingers on each hand and six toes on each foot, 24 in all. He also was a descendant of Rapha. 
when he taunted Israel, Jonathan, son of Shemech, David's brother, killed him. These four were descendants of Rapha in Gath, and they fell at the hands of David and his men. What a mouthful reading some of those names. But you know what? We hear what's taking place. We see that the giants have to fall. So the giants are going to stand up and they're going to seek to bring fear and insecurity. They're going to seek to pull you down to stop you being effective in your God-given call. But we've got news for Hasatan. We will not shrink back. We are not of those who shrink back. We are not of those who take our hands from the plow, but we are of those who press forward. Why? Because we understand who's fighting for us. In Exodus chapter 14, it says, Yehovah will fight for you, and you only have to be silent. <laughs> Hallelujah. When you get to that place, you just watch how God is going to fight for you. Just watch, and you will see the victory of a mighty God. In Second Timothy Chapter 4, it says, Yahovah will rescue me from every evil deed and bring me safely into his heavenly kingdom. To him be the glory forever and ever. Amen. So were you in the place of fear, in the midst of battle? Hear the word of Yahovah. You are a giant killer. You are called to come against the assignments of the enemy. And I want to encourage you, today, inquire of Yehovah. Ask him, Father, what are the key things that I need to look at right now? What are the things that I need to establish within my life so I can be effective for your kingdom? Is there areas that you're recognizing? There's famine. How do I stop this famine? As I seek the face of Yehovah, what's the account? What's the reason? Father, speak to me by your Spirit. Give me insight so I can be effective. Is there something that has to get put right, even from the sins of others, so that we can see the establishment of your kingdom? Inquire of Yehovah. That's the message here today. You're called to be a giant killer, but don't do it without seeking the face of the Lord. This is the hour, this is the day for you to rise up. I want you to come through this Sabbath rest into a place recognizing as you step out into this week that you will see an incredible victory in Messiah, especially in the area of salvation and deliverance. Oh, brother, I've heard it all before. You know, I've thought that my hopes were up and I thought salvation's coming forth and huh, salvation hasn't come. Okay, but maybe this is the time. This is the time of salvation. Elisha, what did he have? He had the cloak of Elijah. He didn't know that when he struck down that cloak, just a cloak, that the Jordan River was going to split and he could walk through on dry ground. We'll look at the miraculous and the signs and wonders at the hands of ordinary people. And it gives us hope that if God is with them, God is with you. Yehovah is with you. He's with you. Hope you've been blessed and encouraged with this message. We ask, Father, that this message will be sealed in our spirit, that you will strengthen us in the name of Yeshua, that you will bring restoration, you will bring deliverance. We prophesy and proclaim, giants, you're going to fall in Yeshua's name. We will walk in the wisdom 
of the Spirit, with the strategy of the Spirit to see victory. And we proclaim salvation belongs, the horn of salvation. We come against the assignments with the horn of salvation. And we say, get your hands off our children. Get your hands off our husband. Get your hands off our, my wife. Get your hands off my friends. Those who you're proclaiming for salvation, we say, come in to salvation. May the blindfolds come off their eyes. May the revelation of a mighty God be revealed to them this day in Yeshua's name. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. If you're blessed and encouraged and want to email me, you've got a testimony. Email Kenny at bulldozeoffaith.com. I'd love to hear from you. You can also post uh, your prayer request. You can also go to uh, to Crossing Point. Where is Crossing Point? Let me just get the link. Crossing Point. I'm just going to give you the link here for those who are watching live right now. Um, I'm just going to post this in our feed. That's the link there for Crossing Point. That's where you can post your prayer requests. Also, tomorrow, we have our weekly Zoom call where we get together to testify, to share, and to pray. Join us. It's Israel time, 9.30 in the evening. Work it out on your time zone, 9.30 Israel time, Jerusalem time. Just go work it out, and hopefully you'll come and join us. And if you go to the crossing point, you have to be uh, accepted to be a member of the group, and we hope you'll come and join us. And let's raise up a powerhouse of prayer that stand in the gap on behalf of the needs of others. Hallelujah. Thanks for watching. If you want to support the ministry, send your gifts and donations to buildoseoffaith.com. You'll see all the different ways that you can give. I want to say a special thank you to every person who tithes, who gives offerings and supports the work of the ministry. We cannot do the things that we do without you. Keep us in prayer as over this next two months we get organized on where we're going to go. We don't know where we're going yet, but the Father knows, and we look forward to what the Father is going to do in the life of the ministry here in the land of Israel. Thanks for standing with us. Until tomorrow, Shavuot Tov. Shalom, shalom. Shabbat shalom.